Well, welcome to the station of decapitation without your head. I'm Nasty Neil, and I'm joined by Anita Rocha de Silvera, director of Medusa. It's very cool to talk with you. Thanks. Yeah, it's uh, opening July 29th in New York City. And then it's going to play some uh, other places down the road. It's very exciting. I got to see it at Buff Boston Underground Film Festival, and that was a very cool experience. Have you seen it with an audience yet? So no, uh, I don't like watching the film after it's over. Interesting. But- but in the premiere, I had to stay there. It was a festival rule in Cannes. And sometimes I like to sneak in and uh, I watch the ending. Uh, in, some, in, in, other, in one or two festivals, I watch it. But for me now, uh, after the film is done, uh, if I, I prefer not watching because then I, w- I feel like changing something. Or, Interesting. And during the post-production process, we have to watch the film so many times to check if everything's okay. That at some point you can't stand watching it again. Right, right. You can, or else you'll just keep uh, messing with it. I assume it's never finished. It's you're just done. Yes. Yeah. So uh, for people not aware, uh, can you give them an idea of what Medusa is about? Ah, uh, how how I don't. Uh, it's difficult for me to. <laughs> put it together in just a few words, but I, I would define it's a, a horror comedy musical fantasy <laughs> about a group of young ultra-right women from Brazil, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially one Mariana that you have to, uh, that you have to transform <laughs> to, to try to save herself. Well, it's interesting there. You said all those different genres, and uh, that's what I like about festivals. A lot of times, it's movies that either don't fit in a genre or they fit in multiple genres. Um, is that ever an issue, though, when you're going to a festival? Like, maybe it doesn't fit in the horror festival, or you know, to find its place. Uh, actually, uh, the the general situation in Medusa was more a problem to finance. A lot of institutions said no because, uh, and the feedback was, it, it, you have to pick one genre. You can't mix genres. And I, I would, I would write intention notes explaining my intention is to make genres. I'm inspired by David Lynch and Jordan Peele and these and these filmmakers, and they mix genres. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but most of people said no. And at the festival circuit, I, I didn't feel, and it was the opposite. A lot of people like the film because it's mixed genres. It's something that a lot of people uh, compliment about Medusa is that, that I don't commit to one. It's a film that has a little bit of everything that I like. And it's not a, and I think especially as a filmmaker from Brazil, it takes so much time for us to make a film, to finance a film, that I have to put there everything that I love. So that's why for me, it's very important to mix genres because I, I can't commit with only one and yeah. I don't know when I'm doing a film again. So I have to put everything that I like in one film. Yeah, I, I, I loved it. And, and that's the kind of movies I like. Uh, Brazil itself, does a movie like Medusa, how does it play there? Do, do people like, like these kind of movies? It was not released commercially in Brazil. Uh, so far, we don't have uh, still a, a budget to launch the film, but it will be a more, a small release in Brazil. It's uh but basically, because we don't have the structure, we don't have the budget here. Medusa is a very low budget film, even for Brazil. I hope it's released soon, but uh, but so far we're waiting for a funding to come over for so we can launch Medusa. Mm-hmm. But uh, unfortunately, to have a more of a small launch in Brazil. Now, is there any personal inspirations for the story? Personal? No, the film was more inspired by things I read in the news. 
My first feature, Kill Me Please, was more was more personal. This one, I said, no, I wanted to write characters that are different from me. And the starting point was uh, some news I read about a group of girls ganging up to beat another girl that they consider promiscuous. And that, for me, had a lot of to do with the conservative rise in Brazil. That uh, And so I want to talk about the structural sexism, about machismo in the society, society. And that also made me remind of Medusa myth, because in the origin of the myth, Medusa was punished by Athena, the virgin goddess, because of the loss of her purity and was transformed into this horrible creature. So, was, so I saw, when I read this news about girls beating another girl, and it was important to make the girl look ugly, like cut the face, cut the hair, that made me remind of Medusa. So that was the starting point, more to talk about the contemporary Brazil, about the ultra-right in Brazil, but it's not, it was personal in the meaning to talk about Brazil and things that, uh, yeah. that I was seeing in the news, that I was seeing online. I, I made a big research in the churches, in the ultra-right YouTubers, but it's not, but my first feature was more about my life. Mm -hmm. Well, it's interesting because I actually looked up the origins of, of the Medusa myth after watching the movie. And, and I actually, you know, I knew of Medusa, but I didn't know until I looked it up about that, um, that it was, you know, she was punished by Athena. And sometimes in movies you see, you know, the men um, looking down on the women like slut shaming, but you don't see it too often. I think your movies, um, you're more unique that way where it's the women uh, doing it to the other women. Yeah, because I, I think... Uh... For me, it was important to talk about how the sexism and the machismo is also part of us because we grow up in a society that had, that's rotten. So it's the way we're brought up. And uh, here with the uh, and uh, with the uh, the conservative rise in Brazil, I come across with a lot of uh, YouTubers. For example, one that was a young woman, very popular, and her motto is like, "I fight for the end of feminism. Feminism is ruining the world." Women should be submissive to men. A lot of makeup tutorials that when you start to watch, in the end of it has a very conservative message about women being submissive to men. So I want to talk about this character, this woman that's that's also repeating this speech about being submissive to men. Mm -hmm. So that's this environment starts fascinating me. I start to rehearse to rehearse not to research, and that was a. And that was something that's, that kept me moving to talk about some, some, some other women that are very different from me yeah. and, to, uh, and to try to understand them somehow. And unfortunately, it does make the movie uh, topical here because there's a rise in a lot of that in, in the United States. So, you yeah, know, no, the, the right is everywhere. They are, and uh, and uh, what I'm serving Brazil is like the past few years, one year was worse than the other. For example, when Bolsonaro was elected. When you mentioned the makeup, I actually think that's one of the most powerful scenes in the movie when she's doing the trying to film the tutorial together. And then at the end, she wipes the makeup off her face. And I also thought, um, was that filmed in one long shot? Yes, but the 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 eye you have no, it's just there's a, it's two shots because the Mari appeared with the image and, and the the black eye was uh in post-production. Because okay. uh, we, we we tried to do on set, we made a lot of tests, but uh, Lara's skin that plays Michelle absolutely. Did you have her in mind uh, for the lead? Yes, yes, uh, I had her in mind since a very early stage of the film. Um, 
I don't know, something that really came natural for me to start writing and start to think about Mari and then things start to try to get some form. She was a very talented actress and uh, in my first features, she did a secondary role. And for me, it was very nice and important to write something for her to star. Mm -hmm. And uh, when you presented her with the script, uh, she was on board right away? No, I made her a test. <laughs> I didn't tell her. I was... I made her a test, but uh, was <laughs> it's her name. This is also Mariana in real life, it's not only the <laughs> right. yeah. But uh, I made her read for the whole. But then she was very excited. To yeah. uh, was almost giving up on acting at that point. She she was in film school. Now she's back on track on acting. <laughs> she yeah. just did a TV show for Disney here in Brazil, and uh, that is, I think soon will go to Disney Channel. Mm-hmm. No, that's very cool. Uh, what about uh, the colors in the movies? A lot of uh, interesting colors. And I also think that um, raises the production value and also gives it like another worldly feel. Yeah, uh, I think in my first feature, oh, yes, we, so for us, it's very important to choose the colors on set and to go bold with them, to construct this world that's like a, a parallel universe that doesn't look like life at ease. That's a, uh, that's something different for Medusa. So, yes, that was very important to us. And then to commit with the green, with the red, and all the other colors that we use. Yeah. And when I saw it at the theater, I watch it again for uh, for the interview on my computer. But watching that in the big screen, the colors really pop. And, you know, that's the best way to watch a movie. And, and the music, too. Now, is the music, was it written specifically for the movie? Or is this music that um, was around before? Oh. All the more climate songs were made for the film. Uh, the, the composer was Bernardo Zeda. He worked in all my films and he was pretty much inspired by Goblin, by Carpenter, Tangerine Dreams. Some of the music's are versions. All the songs that the, the, the girl band sings, they are versions that I wrote. The oh, one in the beginning and in the end is a version of a Brazilian pop songs from the 90s. And then I made this more evangelical. And the one in the middle and also in the end in the credits is a ver two different versions of Rouse House of the Rising Sun that is public domain. So mm -hmm. I wrote the versions. Yeah, so I don't know if it's an original song, but at least to... And, uh, and also Baby It's You, we, we, uh, I work with the musical producer and we record a version for the film. So... Yeah, so it's a mix of some songs we record again. It was a way to save some money and always also to give a face um, to the songs to make it more close to Medusa. Others were composed for the film. Mm -hmm. now, did you, do you have a background at all in writing music? No, but uh, I grew up in a youth orchestra. I played the flute and the clarinet. So it's something that's very, I really, my next step, I think, is to do a musical. But uh but music is a part of my life and I like, I, I love playing bands and playing instruments. Okay, cool. And uh, how about the horror genre itself? Um, you know, using the horror genre to, you know, talk about political or social, you know, commentary. What is it about the horror genre that you like? Uh, I don't know. I think it's, I'm more a fan of the fantastic of, of uh, trying to write and do something that's bigger than life. I, I like the, I like when there's not so much commitment with the reality. 
even in the case of the film that is inspired by the reality, I think that's part, important to, to get away so we don't, because the reality is not so good here in Brazil. So I like this, for example, a filmmaker that I really love the way he does that, for example, Jordan Peele, that mm -hmm. he, the films are inspired by some situations in real life, but then he, give, he gives a completely different twist into it. Yeah, because it's still it's still a movie that people are, you know, you know, you want them to watch as a film. So you can't. Is that hard to balance where you have like something you want to talk about, but also you want it to work as a movie. So you don't want to, you know, preach to people while you're watching the film. I don't know. For me, I think it comes naturally to because I don't I don't I personally prefer films that are in between reality and uh, fantasy. I'm, I'm a big fan, for example, of David Lynch. So, I don't know, for me, I think something that comes more natural. I would have much more difficult to tell a story in a realistic way. Right. Because when I start to imagine everything, I put a lot of fantasy into it, and then, uh, and people are singing, and there is blood, and, uh, and people are levitating. When I start to think about an idea, then I, for me, it's very easy to go over the top. I have much more difficult than in the realistic aspect. Interesting. Yeah. He mentioned David Lynch um, and all his movies have that dreamlike quality. I think all the colors in Medusa and stuff, uh, you know, it gives it a, a similar feeling. Yeah, no, I'm, uh, I'm thinking I'm the biggest David Lynch fan and I really like the way he mixed genres. That was also a big inspiration for Medusa and all my films. Mm -hmm. uh, I really like the way he, he goes from one genre to the other. Yeah. Like it can be a horror, it can be a musical, it can be a comedy. He, he do it all. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> what was the thought process and how much to scar uh, Mary's character? Because she has a scar, but it's not necessarily like, you know, covered in scars. So I think if you went too far, it gives it a different feeling where if it's just the sort of a small scar. It can... This scar actually was more real, a realistic scar was the, the make. I want a more a bigger one, but the makeup team convinced me to do a realistic one. So people would... Uh, would believe more so the scar and all, all its stages are pretty much realistic yeah you always <laughs> yeah, want it bigger yeah i want to be more like <laughs> but then I, but then if you go more up and down it's more difficult because you'd be moving her mouth and it would start to pop out right be, <laughs> yeah, yeah so it'd it'd be much so more gruesome film yeah and i think for this girl that scar is super big even it's not so big for that character that's so gigantic Mm -hmm. But then with Melissa, makeup went really over the top. Then was someone that was burned and we went all there. Yeah. Um, how, how did you get involved in filmmaking in Brazil? Uh, here, here in Brazil, I didn't went to film school, but I, I went to a degree that's very common here that's called social communication. Here in Brazil, we have to, we apply to college already for a career. We make a test for this career to get in. So with 17, we have to commit with careers. And then, uh, but at that point in college, I came from a family that everybody works with math and economics and engineering. So for me, it was very difficult to see myself as a freelancer, a director. I really want to work with the film industry, but I really also want to have a steady job. So at first hand, I want to, go to television to work as editor, script writer, something like that. But then in the end of the college, I ended up doing a short film that was more, more, more something like, I really have to tell this story, let's have fun. I did it with my friends, uh, very, very low budget. This short ended up going to a lot of film festivals. I went, 
I got some money prizes. With the money prizes, I did a second short. That got a very big money prize, and then I did a third short. And then when I see I was directing movies, <laughs> but it was not something that was planned, like I wanted to be a director right. or, or something that ended up happening. Yeah. Well, that's very cool. Congratulations that you continue to uh, to make films. So uh, Medusa's um, opening July 29th in New York City, and then it's coming in um, a few other places. Where can people follow uh, you and Medusa to see, you know, where they can uh, see the movie? Uh, uh, maybe Marisa is a you know, better, but for, for me, uh, my Instagram is Anita Rocha da Silveira. It's my name. It's easy. There is a music box also on Instagram that people can follow to know about the US release. But yeah. I, what I I'll, put, I'll, I'll find out and I'll put all the links here with the. Uh, ah, okay, the so there's my Instagram and the music box Instagram for sure that people can follow and get to know more. All right, very good. I'm currently suspended for 30 days from Facebook, so I can't post anything there. But I have a uh, Facebook, but I don't check so much. Uh, and I have a Twitter, but I only use Twitter to read news. I don't, I don't post. For me, yeah. the only one I'm posting now is Instagram. If I have more than one, I go crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I understand. So I have, yeah, yeah. All right, I'm gonna go follow you. Too long in the social networks, but for my Instagram, I try to post everything from Medusa. And I know that Music Box is on Instagram and Twitter for sure. Mm -hmm. yeah and i want to say uh my friend annabelle i saw the movie with her at boston in boston and she loved it and wanted me to uh to mention that to you oh great thanks annabelle yeah and uh thanks for doing this i appreciate it thank you yeah, and continued success thanks yeah. thanks Let's hang up here. bye <laughs> <laughs>